Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Well, hey there, and welcome to episode 44 of the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm Rachel, and I'm so glad that you have joined me today. You know, January is the time when most people sort of reset their quiet time experience. They choose a new Bible reading plan or a new Bible study, and it's exciting and wonderful, and you're getting into a routine only. Sometimes there are snags along the way. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just struggle when I am looking at my calendar And the schedule is full and I'm looking to see what in the world I'm going to do to make my Bible reading and prayer the priority that I want it to be. And so with all the years of experience I have in this area, I wanted to share with you seven points that I really consider strongly when I am scheduling time with God in my calendar and when I'm looking at my day. The first is season, season. For everything, there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Ecclesiastes 3.1 tells us, you know, when my kids were younger, I would look out at the weather to indicate the seasonal changes, maybe out the window, or I would even pop on an app and check what the weather was going to be. But that's not what I mean by the word season here. And I don't think that's what the writer of Ecclesiastes indicates either. Season is really about the life changes all of us go through, whether in parenting, career, health, maybe you moved recently and you're in an adjustment season. You have to consider those things when you're evaluating a schedule or a time for daily quiet time with the Lord. Don't let your current season of life discourage you from making the effort, but don't let it dictate over your priorities either. The daily time that I had available to spend studying the Bible and reading the Bible and praying, that's not the same now as it was when I had a special needs child who was age 10 and three little ones who were ages four, two, and four months. Seasons change and therefore require daily adjustments. The point is that we want to pursue God through changing seasons with whatever time he provides. So consider your season and give yourself grace. Do not be regimented when it comes to having your daily quiet time, but be disciplined with what God has given you, the time he has given you. The second word I'd like for you to consider, or the word that I consider when I'm looking at scheduling my quiet time and figuring out where I'm going to best spend time with God each day, is the word hunger. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Sometimes I say to my husband, I'm hungry. And he will reply, there's a cure for that. Eat something. And I laugh because it's true. God gave us hunger as an indication for when to eat. And in a spiritually ideal world, we should be hungry for God's word all the time. But none of us are spiritually ideal and we won't be until we get to heaven. So we have to look at the reality of spiritual hunger. What do I mean by that? Well, there have been times in my life when God had me digging into his word deeply and I knew that I was on a specific spiritual journey. 
So the point here is that God creates spiritual hungers in our lives at certain points because we need those principles associated with them. If you feel the need for God's word, don't sit there hungry. Go get it. So what does that look like? It could mean an email coming into your inbox on a daily basis. It could mean an app that gives you a daily Bible verse. There are a lot of tools out there that can help us with our hunger for God's word. I particularly love to paste God's word all over my house. But when we're talking about hunger on a deeper level, we have to create or use a tool that will help us fuel that hunger and satisfy that hunger. So that is the reason that I created the Bible reading plans and the monthly Bible reading challenge on rachelwojo.com. There are all sorts of tools out there to help you, but the monthly Bible reading plans that I've created are designated to be smaller increments of of passages of scripture focused on a topical subject so that there is a theme to what we're studying each day, what we're reading each day, and what we're writing each day in the Bible reading plan and journal. That hunger can be satisfied when we spend time in God's word. So when you feel a certain void in your life, then search for the scriptures, search for a Bible study, search for a Bible reading plan that Um, compliments or that answers the questions of the hunger that you're having, that need that you're having. If you're struggling with learning to trust God, for instance, then the trusting God in the dark Bible reading plan and journal might be a great tool for you to use to satisfy that hunger, to take you on a tour of the Bible verses that will lead you through trusting God more and learning how to do that well even in the dark when you can't see what he's doing. And so hopefully that's a good example for you on the word hunger. And then number three, your daily and weekly rhythm. Matthew six eleven says, give us this day our daily bread. What does your daily rhythm to life look like? You know, do you get up at 4 a.m. every day for work? I don't. Is that really the best time for you to read God's word? Or would your lunch break be better? You know, for years, my husband always read his Bible on his lunch break because the morning just wasn't the best time for him. We were scattered. He would have had to get up a lot early. He's a night owl, not a morning person. And so he would use his lunch break as the best time for him. Are you required to take a full hour for your lunch every day? Maybe what would happen if you spent some of that time praying and reading your Bible? Do you wait in a pickup line, a parent pickup line for your kiddos every day for 10 or 15 minutes? Could that time be used for purposeful reading or prayer or listening to a podcast or just having something that is a daily rhythm that allows you to turn to God's word? And then considering when you look at the days and the weeks, are there days of the week that are different than others? Are there some days you're up at 6 a.m. and some days you're up on the weekends? If you schedule a time with God that's 7 a.m., then what happens when you're sleeping in on the weekends? 
So just considering the daily habits and routines that we have for all the typical daily activities, developing a routine for time with God enhances our ability to sustain it through the daily and weekly rhythms of life. So just evaluating that and understanding what your life really looks like on a day-to-day basis. Number four is an ongoing evaluation. Psalm 5110 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Over the years, I've sometimes focused so much on trying to get my scheduled time with God just right that I wound up missing the point of the time. Do you know what I mean? I really want to have a quality time with God and not just a quantity time with God scheduled for the Lord. You know, if we are... Um, scheduling time with the people that we love in our calendar. We don't want that just to be a bucket of time that we check off on a to-do list. We want to make the most of that time and walk away helping them feel loved, right? For that reason, I have often chosen not to get locked in to a certain daily time with God. I know that there are people who read their Bible at the same time every day and they have for years upon years. And I really admire that faithfulness and consistency. But I know that for me, when something never changes, then it can become a stale ritualistic event rather than a beautiful, meaningful enjoyment. For that reason, I like to evaluate my time with God on an ongoing basis and sometimes change it up. I like to, you know, try new studies and do new things and build, you know, add layers, not just have one Bible reading plan each morning that I'm working on, but be involved in a small group study as well. Adding those layers and evaluating on an ongoing basis really helps me to keep a fresh faith. And then number five is enhancements. Second Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the truth. So I want to make sure that I'm diving deep. Besides my quiet time that includes Bible reading and prayer and journaling, then I often will type notes into my phone or I will... um Use other studies, you know, devotionals, Bible apps, small group studies, personal studies. Those are all wonderful ways to increase the quality of my quiet time experience. And so sometimes, often, in fact, I spend time in the word with God and in prayer with God and journaling first thing in the morning after my kids are off to school or doing their schoolwork, homeschooling. But then I also like to have an evening time where I'm reading a Christian nonfiction book or working on a small group Bible study that my husband and I lead together. And so um, having those enhancements, those extra tools will help you stay excited and keep you accountable to scheduling and keeping a regular time with the Lord. And then another tip, another of the ways, the points that I consider when I'm scheduling and figuring out what I want to work on are my needs. You know, what is the one thing that I've been struggling with? What is my fear? What is my failure? What's paralyzing me? What's keeping me from following God? 
fully. And I know God longs to meet us in our journeys right where we are. He often uses the circumstances in our lives and the emotions in our hearts to stir us towards Him. So when fear is an issue, I take a month and read about it. When I'm struggling to trust God, I can take 31 days and and remember that when things are out of control, God is still in control. And if you have a day where you feel like giving up, you can grab onto a list of verses that remind you that your strength is from the Lord. In my book, One More Step, at the back of every chapter, I have a list of verses that are designed to um, specifically approach the topic of that chapter. And I really believe that Bible verses in list form can do incredible things to meet the needs that God has uh, placed in our lives and where he's working in our lives, where we're struggling. So needs are always something that you can consider as you look at your time with God. What are you struggling with? Look for a Bible study that meets that need. Look for a Bible reading plan, a daily schedule that will meet that need. And then number seven, I consider God's presence. Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. It's easy to want to be a multitasker when so much of life demands the ability to do more than one thing at a time. I am not good at having two conversations at once. I get a little lost with which person I'm supposed to be listening to and which person I'm supposed to be talking to. You know, some people are gifted and they can hear both conversations, but I cannot. And I have found, and in fact, this was a struggle for me this morning. I have to put my phone in another area while I am spending time with the Lord because my brain will think of something that I want to research or think of something that I should look up or think of someone I should communicate with. And I fail to focus on the Lord and his presence in my life. So I found that I want to be time. If I want to be alone with God, then I want to enjoy our conversation and hear what he's saying to my heart. Part of that is creating an environment that is truly important to me. I love that he is always with me and I can choose to tune out the world and tune into his word anywhere on the planet at any time. I can be still and know that he is God. Those seven points, again, when you're looking at your time with God, let me just wrap it up. Number one is the season that you are in, the word season. Number two is hunger. What are you hungry for? Number three is your daily and weekly rhythm, looking at that and evaluating. Number four is an ongoing evaluation, just remembering to not get locked in to a certain way of doing things. And then enhancements. What are your Bible reading plans? What are your um, personal Bible studies, your small group studies, your Bible apps, your devotionals? What are you using to further yourself to know God's word more deeply? And then your needs. What are you struggling with? What are your fears and failures? And lastly, just spending time in his presence, avoiding that temptation to be a multitasker and really focusing on the Lord and spending time with him, listening and reading his word. 
just want to encourage you that like any relationship, our relationship with the Lord is one that has to be fostered and nurtured, and it, it looks different in different seasons of life. So take your hunger for God's word, and when the schedule doesn't go as planned, don't get discouraged. Just consider what you might be able to use to make the most of your quiet time with the Lord and the needs he longs to fulfill in your life. Know that He is a personal, intimate God who longs to be in relationship with you, His child. Thanks so much for listening in today. Until next time, God sees you and knows your need. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. This is Chris Christensen, and back in 2006, I started a simple project, a project to try and introduce more people to the Bible through Bible study called the Bible Study Podcast. It's a simple name and a simple idea. Each week, every week, we study one chapter of the Bible, talk about what it says and what that might mean for us today. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for the Bible Study Podcast on your favorite podcast app.